Hello, 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 and welcome to Courageously Kind. I'm Maddie. And I'm Liz. We're twin sisters and best friends. Together, we share stories of especially kind humans doing especially kind things in hopes that these conversations motivate and inspire you to be kinder to yourself and others. When we're not speaking with an incredible guest, we'll speak directly from our hearts about what it means to us to be courageously kind. So today we are joined with a very, very special guest, our beautiful mother. Aww, thank you. And how fitting that we are going to interview our mom and this episode is going to air on Mother's Day. Aww. Oh, cute. Aww, we have a lot to talk about today, mom, okay. don't we? I will try and remain very serious. Okay. You don't have to be too serious. <laughs> we can get some laughs in. We have a list of questions here from you, and they are everything spanning from motherhood to face equality to spirituality. We're going to cover all the bases. Wow. Let's just go from one end of the spectrum to the other. And try and I was it. born <laughs> in Bastogne. No, I wasn't. Tell Never us your been. whole life story. Um, we're going to try to fit it all in 15 minutes. We'll see okay, how it goes. Okay. Okay. Um, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Do you want to introduce yourself for our listeners who might not know who you are oh my gosh well my name is Jacqueline L. Adams (laughs) and um, I was born Jacqueline L. Green and I was named Jacqueline after Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis what a wonderful namesake (laughs) must be where you get your impeccable taste in fashion (laughs) (laughs) and what do you do for work mom Um, Right now, I am what they call a pastoral care associate, and that means that I get to visit our homebound and shut-in parishioners, and I take them Holy Communion, and sometimes I just get to sit and chat with them because they are um, folks who have been very isolated, especially during the pandemic. Um, I will be able to go into hospitals and nursing homes and do communion services with folks that can't get out. And there's a multitude of things that I can do to help our pastor and our parish to help our parishioners stay connected. That's awesome. You're pretty much like the the Outreach 101 kind of for our our oldies. Yeah, there you go. I love it. And, you know, sometimes you're the only people, you're the only person that these people get to see. Yes. During their day. Yes. Or during the pandemic, I'm the only other person other than immediate family that they have allowed in their house. Yeah. So I that must that, be an honor. Yeah, yeah. I treat it really as a um, it's a delight for me. You know, after my mother passed away, as you well know, mm. last year, um, it was very interesting that the Holy Spirit kind of pushed me in this direction. Yeah, um, it was kind of like prepping you for this yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. And my boss kind of was very gracious and said, "I think you would be really good at this." And I said, "Yeah, okay." And you are. You yeah, love old people. I do. Because someday I'll be an old person <laughs> too. <laughs> Someday very far away. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, okay. So I guess we'll start with our questions. Um, And I'll turn it over to Liz and she'll ask the first question. How high is up? No, that's not on the list. (laughs) So this episode will be released on Mother's Day. So our very first question to you is what has motherhood taught you? Patience. (laughs) Don't ever pray for patience either. I've heard it said that if you pray for patience, God will test you to prove to you that you already have the patience. (laughs) So true. Yes. So um, patience is probably the the biggest thing. Humility. Um, 
and just knowing when to bite your tongue <laughs> and knowing when to give a nudge. <laughs> I love when you tell the stories of just, you know, going out to the garden for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mommy needs to go out and dig something up. <laughs> How were we as children? You were fabulous children. You, oh. you were you were you were best friends just like you are now and it was so fun to get up in the morning and put you in those little bouncy chairs and you and I and Martha Stewart would have breakfast together. Marmar. Marmar. And you just had fun the whole day long. Our next question is about your spirituality and your sort of religious story. So you converted to Catholicism or I guess became Catholic. You didn't really convert from anything. Um, but you became Catholic as a young adult. What was it about the Catholic Church that kind of intrigued you or, I guess, drew well, your attention? Well, the, the funny part of that story is the fact that I was a babysitter for a family in the neighborhood. And when my grandmother found out that I was babysitting for them, the first thing she said was, be careful, they'll try to convert you. <laughs> All I, those Catholics. Yes, and I said to her, um, convert me from what? Yeah. I don't have anything. <laughs> um, and then we never talked religion again with her. God bless her. Um, she was not She was not alive when I actually did convert. Hmm. Um, but I don't think it would have mattered. One thing my dad told me when I said to him, I think I want to become Catholic. And he said, you know, I really don't care what you are. Mm -hmm. Just be good at whatever you are. Just, you know, That's be faithful to whatever you are. Wonderful so. advice. Yeah. I so I went, to, um, I went to Midnight Mass with this family that I was babysitting for. And they, you know, they sat right up front. And, you know, I listened to what was going on. And I saw it was Midnight Mass. So there was lots of ritual. And I realized how ignorant I was to this thing called religion. And I wanted to understand and know more. And I didn't realize it. But the husband of the family that I was babysitting for, our Papa Pete, um, <laughs> Who are our godparents. Yeah, now. and my godparents, too. Um, he was actually going through instructions to become Catholic also, but they wouldn't tell me where they were going because he wasn't sure he was going to do it. Uh, so Papa. he went all the way through the classes until Christmas time, and then at Christmas time they said, oh, by the way, this is where we've been going every Friday night and what we're doing. And I said, well, tell me more. Yeah. I want to do. Do tell. Um so he he wasn't the big talker in the house. He he was still chewing and contemplating, discerning mm -hmm. um what he was doing and Auntie Pat was really the one that was the one that would sit there and explain to me and when I would ask questions she would, you know, give me all the old Catholic answers. Mm -hmm. And I realized the ritual and tradition yeah. of the church was pretty close to the basis of what we do as our own rituals and traditions in our household. Yeah. You know, the Thanksgiving dinner, we all go to the table to eat. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't I go to the table of our Lord and be fed once a week? And so that's kind of the Reader's Digest condensed version. I love it. It makes Catholic. total sense I love it that too. you would be drawn to that, that ritual. Michael and I mm -hmm. were... Um, our dad. Yeah, when we were church shopping. <laughs> Um, trying to figure out because we were married by an Episcopal priest to begin with because mm -hmm. I didn't think I could get an annulment because okay. I had been married before mm -hmm. and daddy wasn't sure that he really 
knew and understood and liked the Catholic Church. So mm-hmm. we went to several other churches and we, um, the first, you know, it was kind of like Goldilocks. We went to the first <laughs> this church. This one's too. Yeah, this one's too friendly and this one's not friendly enough. And this one's too <laughs> cold and this one's too hot. And this one's just right. So we really did go to different churches and there were some that were very friendly, too friendly. You mm-hmm. don't know me. You yeah. don't need to hug me yet. <laughs> Personal space. Yeah. yeah. And then there were other ones that were very standoffish, like, uh, you're sitting in my pew. Yeah. like. Yeah. And then we went to an Episcopal church and they were very, very friendly. Yeah. But not too much. Yeah. And it was so much like Catholicism for me that I thought, oh, I could do this. Yeah. And so the Episcopal priest married us in the hot air balloon mm-hmm. in 1995. And... Like a year later, he got transferred. Uh, And then like they didn't have a replacement. And it was the lay people doing the service, which was fine. But then there was no communion. And I thought, wait a minute. This was the part. Yeah, this was the part that I had grown so accustomed to. So I said to Daddy, Mm -hmm. let's go over uh, to Our Lady of Sorrows. And after he sat there probably two or three weeks and the people that he saw the week before spoke to him the second week and spoke to him the third week and he realized how close it was to Episcopalian yeah we looked into my annulment and the rest is history (laughs) and then he converted oh yeah and we've been there ever since and we've got church family now yeah I love that what's interesting two things that I thought of um, the first one being, it's really interesting that you converted to Catholicism because I feel like a lot of the Catholics I know and I've met have just been Catholics their whole life. We don't really hear a whole lot of stories of, of new people joining the Catholic Church. So, And yet, when you look at any of our church services, when mm-hmm. you look at the people who are the hospitality ministers, the Eucharistic ministers, the you know people helping out, I would probably say that 75% of them mm-hmm. are converts. And because they chose it. Yeah. And they want to be there. Yeah. And they want to be a part of it. Yeah. I love that. And the second thing is, I didn't realize, and I, I started to learn this when we talked to Father Lizzie, the Episcopalian priest. She's a priest now. Um, how similar the Episcopal Church and the Catholic Church are. Yes, very similar. Um, she said something along the lines of they're similar in... Dogma. Um, yeah, like the like theology the, and, yeah. and liturgy, I think she And said. the only thing that really I I got stuck on was the communion part of it. Yeah. Because they don't believe what we believe. Right. So. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. So we were very lucky to have such a wonderful spiritual teacher like yourself <laughs> <laughs> to raise us. And you have actually worked in the school system for a very long time. Almost all of our high school, or all of our school in general, career. So what has that taught you? Again, patience. (laughs) Um, And that, you know, my organizational skills are not what I wish they were. Mm -hmm. But I think working in a school setting where you have a child come in at any given moment ready to throw up on your feet. (laughs) um, And you have to stop what you're doing, grab a garbage can and say, here, are you okay? (laughs) Um, Or there's blood or, you know ready for anything yeah yeah and I think that was probably the hardest part and the easiest part because your day was never the same Mm -hmm. 
you know, as poor Liz knows, when I made her get in the car and go to school and she said she had a bellyache and I didn't believe her and she got in the back door and threw up. <laughs> yeah. And then we got back in the car and went home. <laughs> and we made Maddie go to school. <laughs> I, I think probably patience is the biggest thing. And, and people say, oh, I wish I had more patience. I don't think we realize how much patience we really have until we look back on it. You know, mm-hmm. they say hindsight's twenty twenty. You're dropping a lot of good ones. I know, I know, and I didn't even practice this, I'll have you know. (laughs) This was not scripted, people. I love it. So, switching gears a little bit, um, Face Equality Week is coming up. Ooh, very exciting. It is is the week of the 17th, so not this week, but the following week. Okay. Um, So, we're going to start to talk more and more about Face Equality. Um, as a parent and a mother of someone who has a facial difference, what advice would you give to maybe a new parent or, or any parent that has a child with a facial difference? The thing that helped me the most was finding other individuals who had been on the path that I was headed Community. towards. Yes. Yeah. And that would have been FACES. Um, they were fabulous with us, the organization out of Chattanooga that um, put us together with people and to go one step further I think it was therapeutic for me to talk other people off the ledge so to speak um, when they had a baby that was going to need a feeding tube and I told them all the wonderful things about a feeding tube you know like you never have to get up in the middle of the night and feed your child (laughs) and if they need to take medicine they're throwing up it doesn't matter it goes right in their stomach it doesn't You know, it doesn't worry you. Um, but I think the, the you can feel very isolated and having that community to bring you back to, well, okay, yes, you know what, I've got that too. Um, and with social media now, it can be so easy. You know, yeah. we were making phone calls and, um, you know, trying to keep in mind somebody on the West Coast mm-hmm. and, oh, gosh, there's a time difference. And, okay, so I can't call now. And so... Um, it would be much easier to do that now, but I think that would be the biggest thing is is don't feel isolated and reach out because there are a lot of people out there that either have been in the same boat or they might need your help. You know, how many times have we said, you know, we might be in this position because we're helping other people. And look at you now. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think community is so important. And now with social media that's more accessible than ever. So if there's any listeners that might need a little community, please don't hesitate to reach out. Oh my gosh, yes. We're here. Yeah. We're here. We're here. We've been there, done that. And we love that. Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt, already gave it to the Goodwill. Oh, there we go. Yes, now we're, we we know what that's like. Ladies, we covered a lot of ground today. Oh my gosh that it my time's up wait i've got so much more to say well before you leave us yeah is there any last words of wisdom you'd like to pass along to our listeners um well i i think probably if if we want to look at the whole topic it all comes back to faith and spirituality you know no matter what faith you have what you believe in what you don't believe in um i i think you need to be true to yourself and to whatever that faith is, and that will get you a long way. 
I love it. Thank you so much, Mom. You're so welcome. Thank you. Now, our mom has a wonderful Instagram account that we're going to tag on our Instagram. No. I could get more followers. You could. Oh, my gosh. She posts daily, and she posts little cute inspirational things. And And sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're really funny. (laughs) And sometimes they're serious, because sometimes I know that somebody's going through something. And they might need a little post. And then all of a sudden, sometimes I post things that it's like, oh, you don't know how much I needed to hear that. It's yeah. Like, oh, no, it wasn't really about you. It was about her. I <laughs> love it. So we're going to tag her on our Instagram and you can find her there. Oh, cool. Thank Thanks. you so much, You're Mom. You're welcome. Thank you. Happy what Mother's the, Day. What the best Mother's Day ever. Aww. We'd like to give a huge thank you to Animals Landscape Contracting for their support of Courageously Kind. Annawaltz is a family-owned landscape contracting company in Berks County that has served Pennsylvania for over 35 years. If you're ready to get your landscaping project started, visit AnnawaltzLandscape.com or call 610-916-7070. Annawaltz Landscape Contracting, beautifying Pennsylvania one yard at a time. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends, your family, or anyone you think might like it too. And if you want to support the show, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Or check out our merch store at CourageouslyKind.org. Take good care, and we'll see you back here real soon.